0: here this this morning, aren't you thankful for the presence of God that you feel in this house this morning? Amen. I want to give honor to our pastor and our assistant pastor. Aren't you thankful for your pastor this morning? (laughs) Amen. I am aware today that I am in a very powerful position here because I am the only thing standing between you and lunch. And that is a powerful place to be. If this is your first time here, we're a Pentecostal church, and Pentecostals love to eat lunch. We love to eat lunch. So this is a powerful place to be, standing here between you and your lunch. And I will try to be appreciative, and I will try to be considerate of that today. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, preach, preacher. Amen. If you have your Bibles, if you could turn with me to the book of Genesis, chapter 2 and verse 7. Genesis, chapter 2 and verse 7. I stand before you today, in all seriousness, a very blessed man, so blessed by God. God has been so good to me, and I want to give honor to this church. I know I tell you all the time, but I just genuinely love. This church, I love each and every one of you. You all have a special place in my heart, and I thank you for that. I stand before you today for the very first time preaching as a married man. My first time preaching married, and I want to give honor to my beautiful wife, and uh, she is everything to me. She is. Amen. Amen. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7, and if you're there, say amen. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Can you say life? And man became a living soul. Can you say a soul? Mark 8 and 36 says, For what shall it profit a man... If he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul. I want to preach to you this morning for just a few minutes. And I feel like God has just dropped this in my spirit for this morning. It is well with my soul. I wonder if you could put your Bibles down for just a minute and lift up your hands, and for just a second, I'm asking you to lift up your voice and just pray that God would move in this service. There's people here this morning, some people have just come for a picnic, but God has something more for them. God has something for somebody that they can't even imagine. Come on, somebody, for just a minute, why don't you just lift up your voice and pray that God would move in a mighty way in this house? Why don't you just go ahead and lift up a voice of praise as you give him worship because he's worthy, and you know in your heart deep in your soul you understand that he is well able to handle the situation he is well able to take care of it this morning could you clap your hands to the lord one more time and give him praise and just lift up a shout of praise we worship you jesus we worship you in this house because you are good god is good all the time and all the time man thank you for standing you may be seated There is a place that the Bible speaks of often. It is a place that you will hear about when you come to the house of God. The children of God rejoice when they think of this place, and it's a place called heaven. And contrary to what the enemy wants you to believe, heaven is real. The word heaven is used 550 times in the Bible. And heaven is worth taking some time to think about. Amen. There is a place called heaven. We come to the house of God and worship and praise God. And we do so because we love God and we want to live with him in heaven. And I think it's safe to say that everyone under the sound of my voice today wants to go to heaven. I want to go to heaven. I don't want to go to hell. I want to live with Jesus in heaven. I think it's safe to say, I think it'd be appropriate if we just clapped our hands because we have a hope and it's called heaven and it's not fabricated, it's not fake, but this place called heaven, it's real. It's actually real. It's not something that's fabricated to make the children of God feel better about waking up. No, that's what the enemy wants you to think. The enemy wants you to think that hell isn't real and that heaven isn't real. But I'm telling you, heaven is real this morning. Heaven is as real as this jacket. Heaven is as real as this microphone. And it wants to visit you this morning. God's trying to remind somebody that heaven is not fake. It's not fabricated. But heaven is real. But I tell you today that heaven will not be filled with people who have no desire to live for God. Nobody will be in heaven because they have to be there. We're going to want to be there. Nobody can make it to heaven on a have to be there mentality. Nobody can live for God because somebody forced them to. If you want to live for God, you've got to want and desire to live for God. Does anybody in the house desire to live for Jesus this morning? Amen. There's a point in your life where mama can't make you go to church anymore. There's a point in your life where daddy can't make you go to church anymore. And mama can make you go to church, but mama can't make you go to heaven. Mama can make you dress right for a while But mama can't make you go to heaven There's got to be a point in your relationship with God Where you have a revelation My God, this thing is real And heaven is real I don't have to do it anymore But something in my spirit wants to It wants to go to heaven And it wants to go to church Nobody's making me be here I'm going to pause for a second and say Nobody made me come to church this morning I'm here because I want to be in church this morning Why? Because heaven is real. is about you and Jesus and a day is coming where mama can't make you do it anymore but I woke up this morning with my mind and it was stayed on Jesus I woke up this morning with my mind it was on Jesus daddy didn't tell me to think about Jesus mama didn't tell me to think about Jesus I just woke up and my mind it was stayed on Jesus and it's been there all day that's why you worship that's why you sing that God is Awesome because you woke up and your mind thought there's something more than this. There's something more than just waking up this morning. One of the greatest men that ever walked the face of the earth was my grandpa O'Neill Smith. He loved the Lord with all his heart and with all his soul with all his mind and all his strength. Grandpa always wanted to take walks. He always wanted to go on a walk. Now, I know that this is really going to surprise you. I'm not really a walker kind of guy. I know I'm so, I'm so fit, I'm so trim, that shocks you. I'm not really a walker kind of guy. And even worse than walking, though, is running. If I'm not a walker, you can imagine how much I'm not a runner. Hallelujah. Praise God. I know you're all so shocked. I just felt like I needed to tell you that. I needed to be open and honest with you. But Grandpa, he loved to walk. And he would always come up to me and say, Nathan, you know, it was always right after you ate and you're just full and you're ready. You know, when I eat, I'm like nap time. And Grandpa was like, walk time. Like, let's walk this off. Like, that's what my wife is like. I'm learning. She's like, let's, let's, we just ate. Let's go walk. And I'm like, but it's nap time. I just ate. It's nap time. But grandpa, he would come up, and, and he would always say it just like that. Am I right? He would say, Nathan, will you go on an invigorating walk with me? And he would ask me, so sweet. And, you know, I'm this grandchild, and, and I would say, you know, I, I'm not really a walker, but if that's really what you want to do right now after you just ate, we'll go on a walk. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. And, and we would walk, and, and he would talk, but Grandpa was a very smart man. He was very smart, and he knew that there had to be an incentive for that walk. He knew that there was something about the walk that, that had to convince us, you know, you really should go on this because walking is good for your body. Yeah, wh- whatever, yeah, okay, it's good. It's good for your body, and it, it's good for your health, and it's something that you need to do. So Grandpa, he would always take different directions, and he would always take different routes, but everywhere that we went, he knew different ways, and we would always end up at McDonald's. We would always get to McDonald's to get one of the vanilla ice cream Cones. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house right now. Has anybody had a vanilla ice cream cone from McDonald's? Look at all these kids. They're, oh my goodness, I feel it. You may not like McDonald's, but they have an awesome ice cream cone. You can't fight that. It's true. They have an awesome ice cream cone. And every time he, it didn't matter what direction we went, we would always end up by that ice cream cone. And I remember that the craziest thing happened to me. One day I realized that as we would walk, grandpa would begin to talk to me and grandpa would begin to tell me that he loved me and tell me that he care about me. And he would tell me things about Jesus, as we walked. And the craziest thing happened. I began to enjoy the walk just as much as the ice cream cone. There was something about it that I actually wanted to walk with Grandpa at that point. It was during those times that Grandpa would talk about Jesus. And he would talk about how he loved and he cherished his family. And before you knew it, I was enjoying the walk as much as the ice cream. And I wanted to go. And Grandpa would used to sing, just to walk with him means everything to me. Just to know he's there. His hand is leading me as tears would shrill down his cheek. Because he taught me the joy of walking with Jesus. And I'm going to pause long enough to say that Jesus is passing us by this morning asking you, will you walk with me? Heaven is as real as that ice cream cone. Heaven is so close that I can taste it. And when Jesus asked me to walk with him, I'm not going to go out of obligation any longer. I want to walk with Jesus. You've got To love the walk just as much as the destination. Because you can't reach the ice cream cone without the walk. You can't get to McDonald's without the walk. You got to walk somewhere. It's got to be more than just the reward, but there's a point in your relationship with God. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house this morning. There's a point in your relationship with God where you're not saying, oh, I don't want to walk anymore. Oh, I don't want to do this anymore, but Jesus has been prodding you long enough. Jesus has been moving on you long enough, and the craziest thing begins to happen. I actually want to walk with Jesus. I actually want to go to church. I actually want to be baptized. I actually want to have the Holy Ghost. It's not just about heaven anymore. I love the walk. Clap your hands to God and give him praise. Nobody's making you do it. It's because you have the want to. You've got to learn to love the walk. And the ice cream. You'll hear deep preaching next week when pastor preaches, okay? You've got to love the walk as much as the ice cream cone. I'm speaking to somebody in the Holy Ghost when I say, I will not live for God out of obligation alone. At some point, I've got to love walking with him. Could you clap your hands to the Lord and give him praise? There's a love that is tied in to walking with the master. You can enjoy the walk just as much as the destination because it is well with your soul. You've got to want this. Nobody can make you live for God. I'm here because I want to walk with jesus i wonder if you could lift your hands all over the sanctuary right now don't worry we're going to get to lunch in just a minute but god's trying to prod on somebody you say i haven't felt god for a really long time the preacher keeps saying you ought to praise him even when you don't feel like it well hey i want to feel like it something in my spirit i want to feel it i want to feel it in my spirit i want to feel the presence of god I'm tired of going to the altar and praying, and I don't feel like I can feel Jesus. I'm telling you, it's good to think about the ice cream cone. It's good to think about heaven, but you don't have to live like that. You don't have to live in a way where you don't like the walk, where you don't like going to church, when you don't like speaking in tongues. I still get excited when people get baptized. I still get excited when people get the Holy Ghost. Why? Because it is well with my soul. I'm preaching to you today, and you can call me old fashioned, and that's perfectly okay. But I'm telling you today that heaven is real. Eternity is real. You were made for eternity. The earth will pass away because it is temporal, but you are not temporary. You are eternal. You are a living soul. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Can you say life? And man became a living soul. There is no such thing as human life without a soul. There's no such thing as a human heart that doesn't have a soul. That's why we preach. That's why we pray. That's why we sing. Because you have a soul. And you need Jesus. When somebody dies we feel as though something is horribly wrong. Whether you believe in God or not, you have an eternal soul, whether you believe in God or not. We cannot escape the fact that God created us for eternity. Why is it that we feel that way? Why does death feel so wrong? If you've ever felt the sting of losing somebody you love, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. We feel this way because deep down within us, you can try to run from God but you know that you were made for more than temporary existence but you were created for eternity there are truly no words for what i'm trying to talk to you about this morning life is so much more than getting a good job and making a lot of money i'm telling you if that's all you're looking for you're always going to be sad you're always going to be depressed the grass is always going to be greener on the other side hey stop worrying about the green grass why don't you start thinking about streets of gold why don't you start thinking about the gate? Why don't you start thinking about Jesus? Why don't you get your mind on the ice cream cone? You might enjoy the walk a little bit. You might enjoy living for God a little bit. We feel as though something is so wrong when somebody dies because we know you can deny it but in your hearts you know That God is real. You know this is wrong because we weren't created just for this. That's why it's wrong. Because we know that we were not made for temporary, but we were made for the eternal. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Is it possible to gain the world and lose your soul? That's why the Bible warns us that we can get so caught up in here and now that it takes a tragedy to make us think about our soul. There's more to life than getting up every morning, making a cup of coffee going to work, and going to bed. It's not going to matter how much money you have. All that matters is that you knew Jesus because you learned the joy of walking with him. And I feel like praising him because he created me for more than this. I feel like praising, praising him. Oh, I feel like praising, praising him. Oh, somebody, somebody's gotta feel it. Somebody's gotta feel it. You gotta break through to a feeling. You don't have to live without a feel. God is real. You can feel it. God is real. God is real. Heaven is real. I feel the Holy Ghost. Why don't you clap your hands? Why? Because you know it. You know it. It doesn't matter what the smartest person in the world says. If he says heaven isn't real, he's not that smart. Because I know Jesus. I have the Holy Ghost. And I have been baptized in his name. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, do you believe in heaven? then you're pretty smart. I'm reminded of the story of Job. Job lost everything. He lost his children, he lost his wife, he lost his earthly possessions, and he lost his health. And when word had spread what had happened to Job, His four friends, Eliphaz, Bildad, and Zophar, and Elihu, came to visit him and counsel him. They tried to convince Job that all this must have been happening to him because of some terrible sin that he must have committed. The first thing that Satan will try to convince you of Is that you brought your trials upon yourself? But the Bible said that Job loved God and he hated evil. He was not attacked by the enemy because of his weaknesses, he was attacked because of his strength. And I'm telling somebody in the Holy Ghost right now that the devil has been trying to convince you that he's kicking you because you're down when the truth of the matter is he's kicking you because you're up. God has not forgotten nor has he forsaken you. He never will forsaken you. And it took Elihu to step out of the woods and tell Job that that's not true. Don't listen to Eliphaz. God is merciful and he has not forsaken you. Somebody needs to listen to the voice of Elihu and stop listening to the voice of Eliphaz it is well with my soul when things don't go right in my flesh it's not because of something I've done it's not because of my finances The devil's been trying to tell you for so long that every trial you have, you just brought it upon yourself, honey. Oh, you were asking for that one. Guess what? Good, Bad things happen to good people, and you got to live for God even when bad things happen to good people. you got to live for God when the bad happens because sometimes bad things happen to good people. But that doesn't mean that it's not well with my soul. That doesn't mean just because you attack my health doesn't mean it's my soul. Just because you attack my body Doesn't mean it's not well with my soul. He wanted him to think this is your fault, and it took an Elihu to step out and tell him, "God is merciful. God is true. God is faithful." He will not forsake you. Great is thy faithfulness. Oh, I feel that in the Holy Ghost. Great is thy faithfulness. It doesn't matter what I'm going through. Great is thy faithfulness. It doesn't matter how much money I have in my wallet today. Great is thy faithfulness. Your situation should not determine your worship. Your situation should not determine whether or not you're going to go to church on Sunday. Somebody needs to listen to the voice of Elihu that says God is faithful. I wish somebody this morning would make a declaration that shuts hell down and that proves Satan wrong. The devil thinks that we're all here because of the blessings of God. But we're here to prove Satan wrong today because we're not here because everything's perfect. We're not here because we've never felt affliction. We're here because we love God. We're here because we're trusting God. We're here because we realize we need God to make it through tomorrow. I can't go a day without him. Come on, somebody. Why don't you clap your hands to God? You, feel, you felt affliction. You know what it feels like. But it is well with my soul. Come on, somebody, give him praise. Give him praise in the midst of it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. She's worthy. You can prove Satan wrong. You can shut the mouth of the lion. Satan says oh if I afflict him I guarantee that Job will betray you. There's some Job's in this congregation right now and the devil's been saying oh it's just going to take a little bit of affliction and they're gone. I come against it in the name of Jesus Christ. I come against the spirit. Oh just a little bit of affliction. That's going to oh that's the end of him. That's the end of the youth group. If you just afflict. No I come against it in the name of Jesus Christ. I cover them in the name of Jesus Christ. It is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. You can prove Satan wrong and live for God even when you're afflicted. We're not here because we've never felt affliction. We're here. Because we want to, because we love him, because we know the joy of walking with Jesus. Acts 2 and 26 says, therefore did my heart rejoice and my tongue was glad. Moreover, also my flesh, somebody say my flesh, shall rest in hope, my flesh shall rest in hope. Why? Because thou wilt not leave my soul in hell. It doesn't say, of all the things it could have said, well, my flesh shall rest in hope because I got a bonus this week. My flesh shall rest in hope Because I drive the nicest car in town. My flesh shall rest in hope. Because my family has a lot of money. No, it didn't say anything about that. The only thing that it said about your flesh rusting in hope was that he would not leave your soul in hell. Some of you get so caught up with here and now, but your soul has been saved and you forgot to worship God. I'm telling you, you don't need anything else in your flesh to worship. All you have to know is that he won't leave my soul in hell. Somebody ought to clap your hands to the Lord because that's something. You should get excited. That's your soul. That's your soul. That's your soul. Thou hast made known to me the ways of life. Thou shall make me full of joy. Somebody needs to shut the mouth of the lions and just say it anyways. It is well with joy. My soul. Stand with me. I'm quickly coming to a close. If the musicians could come. My health may be wrong, but it is well with my soul. My family situation may be wrong, but it is well with my soul. It may be wrong in my city, but it is well with my soul. It may not be right with my finances, but it is well with my soul. It is well. It is well with my soul. I wonder if you could lift your hands to heaven right now and just make that your prayer right now. No matter what you're going through, somebody needs to, I'm asking you to speak those words. I'm asking you to lift up your voice and speak those words right now. You're not going to get it with your mouth shut. You're not going to get the revelation if you keep your mouth shut. you got to open up your mouth and declare it. Tell the devil. Tell the devil. Hell is real and heaven is real. Satan, can he can hear you right now. Why don't you go ahead and tell him? It's well with my soul anyways. It's well with my soul anyways. You can't have my soul just because of affliction. He needs to cry out to God right now and worship Him just because you want to. Just because Nobody's going to make you do it. I can't make you do it. I can't make you worship. I can't make you get over that situation. I can't make you worship through that situation. Mama can't make you do it. Daddy can't make you do it. You've got to have a revelation at some point. I actually want to walk with Jesus. I love the ice cream cone, but there's a point where I want to walk with Him. There's joy when I walk with Him. How could you gain the whole world but lose your soul? God breathed the breath of life and created a living soul. You were created for eternity. My flesh shall rest in hope because it is well with my soul Horatio Spafford's world had been completely shattered he had lost his only son and the great Chicago fire ruined him financially in the year of 1871 he sat down with his wife Anna and as they grieved over the loss of Of their family, he penned. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll. Now could you lift your hands all over this sanctuary? You need to make that declaration right now. You need to make the declaration. When the sea rolls, when the thunder, when the thunder crashes, when the lightning strikes, that's not the end, Job. You gotta listen to Elihu. There's something greater. God is faithful. God is merciful. I know that I'm standing between you and lunch right now. And I know that we're going to have a blast today. I know that God's got awesome things for us today. We're going to have a great time. But I really feel in my spirit right now that there are a lot of jobs out here right now. And you feel like everything that you try to do, it's just another attack. It's just another attack. Satan's just got you down. I'm speaking to you right now. In the name of Jesus. You are not being attacked because of your weakness. You're being attacked because of your strength. Satan can't stand the power that you have. Satan can't sleep at night when he thinks that there's actually people that live for God even when he afflicts them. He can't stand it. He hates it. And I wonder right now if you would be courageous enough, and I'm the first one right here, that if there's a situation in your life right now, we're not going to take long. I know that I'm standing between you and lunch, but I feel this in the Holy Ghost. If there's a situation in your life and you just feel like you can't take it, I wonder if you would step forward right now and say... Jesus I'm believing you right now this is not because of my weakness you're going to step forward because of your strength that's your strength that makes you step forward, that's your courage that makes you step forward, that's not a weakness, yeah come on that's all right. come on that's okay, God's trying to touch somebody right now don't be worried about what people think this is your soul, this is your life, that's your family those are your babies, don't let somebody keep you from your family don't let somebody keep you from that this is your family not because you're weak it's because you're strong because in your greatest weakness you'll find your greatest strength come on somebody lift up your voice tell the tell the devil I'm, you're wrong devil you're wrong you're wrong you won't have my family you won't take my church it is well with my soul it is well with my soul it is well it is well it is well with my soul God breathed the breath of life and man became a living soul there's more than this there's more than this you were made for eternity Oh, come on, that's awesome. Go ahead and lift up your voice. Ha. Go ahead and lift up your voice. It is well. It doesn't matter. It's well. It doesn't matter. My soul will be saved from hell. Oh, come on, I feel the Holy Ghost. Ha. God's trying to touch somebody. It is well, it is well, it is well with my soul. Listen to me real quick. God's trying to touch somebody, but I just want to say this. When Satan went to God and said, I'm going to afflict him. I'm going to afflict him. He's not going to live for you. God said that you can afflict him, but you cannot have him. You can afflict him, but you cannot have him. I speak that in the name of Jesus. You can afflict them, Satan, but you can't have them. You can afflict...